Hello, friends. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop, here for another thrilling edition of the Torch Report Weekend Review. Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the show. I am the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop, here thanking each of you for tuning in again for another exciting edition of the Torch Report Weekend Review. And let me tell you what. Just when you think things cannot get any more exciting than boom, Donald Trump gets indicted again. And this time, this time, you can even get his mugshot on your very own T-shirt or pretty much any other swag of your choosing. I mean, isn't that exciting, friends? Don't, don't you think that Donald Trump's mugshot is the most exciting and most important thing that anyone can even think of? <sighs> I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't blame you if that's what you thought, because that's the impression you would get if you were to just listen to the talking, squawking heads on cable news. It's like nothing else matters. But, my friends, that's a lie. <laughs> There's so much more going on right now in the world. There's so much more going on in our country. There's so much going on right here at home. There are so many things that are so, so much more important than just talking about Donald Trump or the Republican debate or the political circus. And we're going to touch on it all today. But I know the reason you're tuning in here, friends. Uh, you're tuning into the Torch Report Weekend Review not just to hear what's already being said by all the talking heads, right? Instead, you tune in here and listen to little old me because you want the truth. You want to hear the rest of the story. I bet you want the big picture broken down into practical bite-sized solutions and you want a common sense take on all of the insanity. And that's exactly what I aim to offer. Friends, I claim that the Torch Report is the truth you can trust, not because I ask you to take my word for it, but because I do an insane amount of research. I do the due diligence to provide you with all the evidence you need to develop your own informed perspectives. And of course, you can find all this information free anytime online at thetorchreport.com. Now, this week, uh, like every week really, but we covered a lot of ground, ranging from the utter peak of political corruption to the fact that more than 6 out of 10 young adults can't even read at a proficient level. Uh, we, we talked about the fact that there's a lot of chatter out there about a new strain of COVID and, and some places are starting to make people mask back up and all of that. And, and honestly, we looked at it, friends. I, it could be a head fake, but it does, uh, does kind of look like they're going to be rolling this insanity back out. They're going to be restarting this system of control at some point here in the very near future. But that's not even the worst of it. As I'm, <laughs> as I'm sitting here thinking about, you know, everything we're going to get in today, into today, friends, I have to, I have to wonder, have you heard about the globalists' new digital army? The United Nations has a new digital army, and this new digital army is being equipped with the most powerful weapons on the planet, and they've been trained to target people just like you. And we will be getting into all of that and a lot more a little bit later in the program. But before we get there, friends, I just want to set the stage a little bit here, okay? We are at war. We are at war right now. And I mean that literally, I mean that figuratively, physically, mentally, emotionally, and even spiritually. I mean we are at war right now. And if we fail to realize that fact, if we fail to act accordingly, if we fail to rise up, to speak out and push back, if we fail to win the coming election, if we fail to hold the corrupt politicians accountable, then we will lose, and we will lose big. And if we lose now, friends, it's not just us who are losing. It's our children who will be losing. It's our grandchildren who will be losing. And the generations that come after that will be losing life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness forever. Keep that in mind, please. As today, we try to look beyond the political circus in search of signal amidst the noise, in search of solutions. And we're going to start out with Monday's report. Friends, Monday's report was Torch Report 434. <laughs> no matter what, don't forget to breathe. No matter what, don't forget to breathe. Now, I started the week off 
by sharing a personal story. It was the story of how I destroyed my body, running around playing G.I. Joe in the Army, you know, and then I, limping through a decade of chronic pain, that led me to yoga. And what clicked for me here recently, now I was the last guy that would have ever gotten into yoga, right? I grew up playing hockey and doing martial arts and yoga was like a new age hippie cult. But as I was limping around waiting for the VA to amputate my foot and somebody said, try yoga, I shed the doubt and tried it out. And you know what? It was amazing. It gave me a new lease on life. Long story short. But recently something clicked for me. You know, I'd done all this training uh, yoga training. I'm an experienced yoga teacher, a certified continuing education provider for yoga, etc., etc. But training in yoga to use yoga as a tool to help people heal from PTSD, uh, to help first responders process trauma and all of that. After teaching thousands of hours of workshops and classes to people from all walks of life, I can I can tell you that these tools help cultivate mental and emotional resilience. Now, there is a lot of science behind yoga and breathing. And when, when, when people hear yoga, they think a lot of things. But at the bottom line, yoga is, is deep breathing and gentle bending. And deep breathing and gentle bending go a long way toward helping us process all of the stress and frustration of circumstance. And in order to maintain clarity, in order to to stay calm, to maintain our sanity in the midst of the insanity, we need to process our our emotions. We need to process our stress and our frustration. It's essential. It's essential not just to our well-being and our quality of life. You know, if we're all stressed out and frustrated all the time, that's not very fun for anyone, right? So we need to process this... uh, in order to maintain well-being and quality of life. But it's more than that. It's, it, it's necessary, it's essential for us to stay calm and maintain mental clarity in order to organize an effective opposition and o- overcome the tyranny of top-down control, right? The truth is, if you think about it, as human beings, we are all susceptible to the increased and sustained levels of stress that have been just, you know, being dumped on us since the start of the pandemic. I'd say maybe even since before that, but since the pandemic, it's just been one thing after another after another. And here we are in the midst of all this geopolitical chaos. And that sustained level of stress causes us to kind of reach that full capacity, the physiological limit of our capacity to process life. And what happens when we get pushed to that limit of stress is... Ultimately, the result of it is disastrous, friends. The result of it is apathy. When we get pushed beyond our capacity to process life, the result is that we shut down. To feel apathetic is to feel indifferent. It's to stop caring or or stop being interested in what's really going on because it just takes too much mental effort to process it all. So it results in people shutting down. The result is apathy. Friends, I'm here to tell you, If too many people tune out because they feel overwhelmed, or if too many people succumb to apathy and complacency, then we're doomed, doomed, I tell you. Apathy will lead directly to the death of the American dream. Apathy will lead to the death of America in the next election cycle. Mark my words, friends, we should be having none of that. (laughs) But uh, that's why it's so important that we take a deep breath. No matter what, we don't forget to breathe. That's why it's so important that we each make the effort to talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness in the age of political insanity. We need to talk about it with as many people as possible. It's like I was saying last week, you know, never underestimate your ability to have an impact. You, you know, it's all hands on deck right now, but you as an individual are a big part of the solution. Just by being you, just by being out there doing your thing, doing what you do, you have the opportunity to shine a bright light in a dark time. You have the opportunity to interact with people in the community. You know, maybe some of your friends are on the fence a little bit, right? Maybe some some people you know are... They're not, they're not real political, you know, they're not really inclined to get in, involved in all the politics. And that's cool, I mean, that's totally normal, but, but... 
Right now, we need people to get involved, civic engagement. We need people to care. We need people to listen. We need people to get off the couch and get out the vote. That's what we need. And right now, we need this more than ever. I mean, if you look around and see what's going on, you think about the... uh, the cost of soup to feed your family right now, the cost of soup is soaring higher than it's ever been before. You know, we all feel the sting of the pain at the pump. Gas prices keep going up, 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 up. Power bills, our electricity bills are rising at the fastest rate in over a decade. And of course, that's, uh, <clears throat> that's thanks to the cost of installing a completely unnecessary surveillance apparatus, a.k.a. the new smart meters, but never mind that. You know, the cost to keep the lights on is going up even more than ever before. So while the mainstream media keeps trying to fleece the public with the utter farce that Biden's economy is booming, that we're building back better, that we're going to save the planet by sacrificing ourselves and sacrificing local control to state and federal bureaucracies, you know, state and federal bureaucrats, I should say, that'd be a better way to say it. The truth is this, the Fed has said, (laughs) the Fed has said that the long-term outlook of the U.S. economy is dismal. And that's coming from the mouth of those who lie about the economy for a living, okay? The truth is, the dollar is weak, and the BRICS, that would be Brazil, Russia, (laughs) Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, the BRIC nations, we're going to get in that in just a minute, Uh, but they can smell blood in the water, right? Did you hear about the BRICS this week, as a matter of fact here? Uh, You know, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, they are, are... collectively referred to as the Global South, and they just expanded their network of influence to include over a dozen other countries, none of them who like the U.S. very much. So I think the writing's on the wall here. No matter what they say, we can feel each and every day that things aren't right. The economy's not booming. It's not going in the right direction. Things are getting worse, and they're going in the wrong direction. And if we want to correct course, it's going to require us to get engaged. Okay? So... The main point, uh, ultimately the main point was this, friends. We did take a lot closer look at that in Monday's report, Torch Report 434, but the main point was just what the title said. No matter what, no matter how crazy it gets, no matter how bad it seems, just don't forget to breathe. That's our secret weapon for maintaining sanity. That's our secret weapon for maintaining clarity. That's our secret weapon for tapping into the indomitable spirit and the ambition necessary to fight off the commie global cabal. That said, pushing on toward Tuesday's report. Friends, Tuesday's report was Torch Report 435. Torch Report 435 was the utter peak of corruption. If you evaluate everything going on in the world right now, I believe that we are ascending toward this peak of corruption. Uh, You know, 24-7, 365, the invisible hand of the global cabal is orchestrating chaos to bring down the United States of America, to implement global democracy and the inescapable socialist surveillance state. That's happening. And it requires a great deal of corruption because no peasant would go along with this. So our corrupt politicians have to lie, cheat, and steal their way to more and more power to forcefully impose their will upon us all. That's the peak of corruption. Now, I believe all of the evidence that's come to light, you know, uh, you know the Biden fi- family crime syndicate, sure, that's just, well, go back to Hillary Clinton. Go back to, you know, whatever you want. Think about all of the crime that has simply been ignored. Think about all of the quid quo pro, all of the scandals, all of the lies and the betrayal, all of it taken together has formed this critical mass of corruption. And this critical mass of corruption threatens us all. I mean, the system can't stay stable much longer. It's it's a house of cards and man, the table's shaking here, you know? In reality, it's really... It's the corruption of our institutions, it's the corruption of our culture, it's the corruption of our family values, and perhaps most despicably, it's the corruption of our children. The intentional corruption of the education system to take it from 
educating kids to grow up to be healthy, ha- uh, healthy, happy, thriving, productive members of society. That's what public education is supposed to produce. But now, you know, we we have state indoctrination centers. What does public education produce these days? Do you know? <laughs> let me let me ask you this, friends. Do you know? What percentage of young adults can actually read proficiently? Not sounding out, you know, hooked on phonics, but can actually read proficiently. Would you care to take a guess? How many young adults, meaning how many high school graduates, can actually read at a proficient level? Do you think it's half of them? (laughs) <laughs> that would be optimistic, friends. I mean, the, the answer is absolutely shocking. It's not even 4 out of 10. It's a meager 37% of young adults who can actually read proficiently. And that number, by the way, is coming straight from the National Center for Educational Statistics. If you go to Torch Report 435, you can check it out there. Uh, They've got a nice little chart showing all the grades and, and what level the kids can read proficiently at. But if you just look at that chart, you let it sink in, you realize that less than 4 out of 10 high school graduates can read proficiently. Think about the social implications of that. What it means is that an astounding 63% of young adults cannot even read proficiently. I mean, what? how the hell is that even possible? What's going on here? After 12 years of public education, 63% of high school graduates can't even read. Friends, this is absolutely unacceptable. What are we getting in exchange for all of those tax dollars? Are we just getting a bunch of dumbed-down, indoctrinated, mindless minions? What? You tell me! I don't know! But, (laughs) actually, I'll tell you what I think we're getting. I think we're getting a bunch of cookie-cutter Marxist sympathizers. They've been indoctrinated, they've been spoon-fed socialist propaganda since they were even, you know, beginning to try to read. And since 63% of them still cannot read as young adults, they remain none the wiser to the fact that they're being used like tools in the hands of the global cabal. But I think I'm getting a little ahead of myself here. You know, we're going to get into the new digital army. By the way, the new digital army doesn't need to be able to read. They just need to be able to push a button and say, that's hate speech. That's hate speech. Hate speech. Hate speech. Okay. We'll get to that here in just a minute. But I want to make it. 100% clear that none of this is by accident. The fact that 63% of young adults cannot read proficiently, that's not by accident. The fact that the family unit is being utterly destroyed is not by accident. Uh, Less than half of kids live in a two-parent home. That's not by accident accident. This this corruption of the education system is not by accident. The corruption of our culture is not by accident. In fact, this is the result of an intentional strategy, an intentional subversion of the family unit, an intentional corruption of the youth. And these strategies, these tactics, they come straight out of the Communist Manifesto. I'm not sure if you've read the Communist Manifesto, but if you want to know what's wrong with the world, try reading the Communist Manifesto, because it spells it all out there. The complete destruction of all aspects of existing society. If you were to read the Communist Manifesto, you'd realize these commies refer to the abolition of the family as their most infamous proposal. The most infamous proposal is to destroy the family unit, and they proudly plead guilty to destroying the most hallowed of relations. Friends, that is their language. Those are their words. I'm not making that up. That comes straight out of the Communist Manifesto. You know, the the infamous proposal to abolish the family, they're proud of it. Okay, To, to destroy the most hallowed of relations, they're proud of it. And how do they do this? If you were to read the Communist Manifesto, you would learn. The way that they abolish the family unit, destroy the family unit, the way that they destroy the most hallowed of relations is by replacing home education with social 
education. Rather than parents teaching their children how to be productive members of society, we get social education, teaching our children how to be cosmopolitan peasants. Really, social education is just a slick way of saying socialist indoctrination. When you hear social education, think socialist, communist indoctrination. That's what it is. So, by destroying the family unit, by indoctrinating youth with communist ideals and making sure that the kids are just educated enough not to be able to read proficiently, but they're educated enough to be cogs in the wheel, to be passive, tax-paying peasants who can barely even read. Because if you can barely read, guess what? You're not going to be reading government policy. You're not going to be reading, you know, uh, scientific studies that say that masks are worthless, for example. If you can barely even read, you're just going to have to trust what the experts tell you. You see how sly and sick that is? But this, this effort to dumb down children and corrupt the family unit, this is how the communists are planning on winning the world. Again, their words, not mine. They have a world to win, and they're going to do it by abolishing the family unit, destroying the most hallowed over relations, and indoctrinating our children in social education. That's how they're going to do it. And if you think about what's happening in society today, not only are there more kids who are depressed and dumbed down and incapable of reading at a proficient level, Fewer and few children, they, you know, fewer and fewer have the benefit of being in a stable, functional, traditional two-parent home, okay? Less than half, like I said, and falling fast. And what I'm, what I'm saying here, friends, is that none of this is by accident. And we need to be keen to these kinds of attacks and understand where they're coming from. And also understand this is coming down from on high. This strategy is being deployed by the globalists through the UN, the WHO, down to the federal government, state government, and etc. So all of that said, friends, these... these uh, Poor, exploited, indoctrinated youths, these illiterate young adults are being set up for failure in a huge sort of way. But I want to I emphasize here, you know, people who can't read are easy to scam, right? So if they can't read what's going on here, they can't comprehend. And that means the government can push and pass whatever crackpot political policy they want. Because if over 60% of the people can't even read it, let alone understand it, who's going to stand up against it? You see what I mean? If you think about the language barrier between the elite ruling class and the poor young adults who have been exploited and can't, can't even read, it's astounding. It's astounding. And the ruling class elites, they kind of hide behind that language barrier. They hide behind the shroud of ignorance and confusion that they create through state indoctrination. And that does bring us to Wednesday's report. <laughs> ah, quite, quite conveniently, Torch Report 436, Mask Mandates and the System of Control. Dun, dun, dun! You know, the system of control. The corruption of the education system. The corruption of the family unit. They are directly feeding into this system of of control. You know, if a child doesn't learn how to read, their brain doesn't develop the same way. I'm not sure if you know that. Science, the science is there. I did put links in the report. But having an underdeveloped brain, it really makes these young people, these poor, poor, exploited youth, it makes them easy prey. If somebody can't read and they can't comprehend and they have an underdeveloped brain, they're pretty much just fall for anything the government tells them. You know, especially things like the vaccines are safe and effective. The vaccines are safe and effective. And masks save lives. Masks save lives. Both of which are patently false statements. But, you know, I wouldn't expect anybody to know that if they can't read, right? So these false statements are being spread to strengthen the system of control. And in, in Wednesday's report... I was getting into this, this whole thing about the mask mandates, and there's a lot of controversy swirling around. And, and my take was, you know, it could be a head fake, but it kind of looks like they're actually going to try to pull this off. I, I put 
more than a dozen links to different articles talking about, ooh, it's really happening. You know, Alex Jones was right. They're going to roll COVID back out again. The mask mandates are coming. The contact tracing and the lockdowns are being implemented. Uh, contact tracing and mask mandates are here. They're being implemented in businesses and universities all across the country. The lockdowns are coming. That's what some people think. There are students right now who are currently being disenrolled from the universities if they're not compliant with vaccine mandates. Friends, the utter lust for power here, the, the lust for control over people's lives is just pure evil, in my humble opinion, as a mere ignorant peasant, of course, you know? So, you know, there's a chance that it's a head fake, there's a chance that they're going to actually try it, but to me it just seemed like they're just stirring the pot with all of this. You know, throw out some headlines, get people on edge a little bit, that way... They can check the public's temperature here. Yeah, let's see how the peasants are doing. Ha ha, we're going to lock you down. Oh, just joking, just joking. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So they can check the public's temperament. And by running a string of headlines, pushing the narrative, getting people on edge, then, of course, you know, all the good humans in the world, they're going to be real quick to just mask back up. They're going to cover their face and restrict their breathing and, and breathe in a Petri dish just to show us all how smart they are, just how virtuous and woke they are, these poor damn fools. But don't miss the bigger point here, because they wear their masks so smugly and so confidently, other people think, oh my gosh, I want to be a good human too. I'm going to be virtuous and woke too, and so I'm going to put on my mask and be smart just like those people are. <laughs> Meanwhile, all of the, uh, you know, the rebellious, bitter clingers types, you know, <laughs> present company, you're in good company. Uh, but all the, the rebellious, bitter clingers in the world are going to risk their lives to breathe free air, risk their lives to live as free human beings. And of course, we will secretly mock all of these poor fools who still think that wearing a face mask will keep them safe because masks save lives and vaccines are safe and effective. And if you'll buy that, I'll throw the golden gate in free. But friends, I, I, I think, you know, I'm being a little snarky here, but I think we do need to try, try to muster just a little bit of compassion, okay? You know, you see people driving down the road with their window down, wearing their mask. And you just got to feel a little bit sorry for them. You know, these people have clearly been drinking the COVID Kool-Aid, and clearly they are absolutely clueless as to the actual science of masking. It's mathematically impossible. It's about as effective as catching a mosquito with a fishnet. It ain't gonna happen. But they don't know that, right? And they're no longer capable of thinking for themselves, these poor poor souls. These poor, masked up souls. Now, all the information on this uh, this hot new variant I did put out there in Torch Report 436, the EG5, the Eris variant, and I put all the headlines in there showing that it was this big deal and people are freaking out about it. But what I want to make perfectly clear here on the Torch Report Weekend Review, I want everyone to know that despite the hype, and contrary to the headlines, if you were actually to look at the CDC, the CDC says there is no evidence that EG5, i.e. the Eris variant, EG5, there's no evidence that it's any more of a threat than any of the other variants. Okay? Yeah, that's from the CDC. So, I mean, who's going to challenge them? I mean, they know everything. They're the experts. But we can take it more one step further, we can say that the World Health Organization, the World Health Organization has stated that EG5 poses a low risk. EG5 poses a low risk to public health in comparison to other descendants of Omicron. That's what the WHO says. So the question is, why the masks? And maybe you can kind of see here where my, my uh, thinking this might just be a head fake. It's all about behavioral change. If they can drive the narrative and spook the herd, they can get people to do what they want them to do without even having to lock us down and mask us up. Maybe. Of course, it's about driving vaccines and, and big profits for big pharma for the next uh, series of boosters coming out here. But, you know, 
ultimately there is no threat. There's no evidence that it's any more of a threat. The WHO says it's a low risk to public health compared to other descendants of Omicron. So, you know, take them at face value. Don't freak out. Don't forget to breathe, friends. But again, don't forget that it's all about behavioral change. Behavioral change is the ultimate goal of the system of control. You know, the system of control is put in place for the purpose of total control, but that total control comes through controlling your behavior. So they drive behavioral change. And if they can get people to mask up and vax up by running a few scary headlines, bonus, you know? If if they can create social pressure to comply, they know that many people are just going to play along, even you know, if it's not an official candidate. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> official candidate. Even if it's not an official mandate, right? They can create the social pressure, people play along, even if it's not an official mask mandate. In other words, friends, it, they're going to get people to voluntarily cover their faces, to voluntarily restrict their breathing, to voluntarily adapt and adopt all of this unnatural behavior. All of this, I believe, (laughs) leads to a very detrimental bifurcation of society that goes well beyond the time that we have allotted here today. But there is more on how this feeds the top-down system of control in Torch Report 436, mask mandates and the system of control. Ultimately, this system of control makes representative government and the will of we the people, we the peasants, it makes it completely obsolete. When you have a total system of control, then you no longer have representative government. That's just the facts. That's just the way that it is. So, ah, and then when you don't have representative government, that makes the will of the peasants obsolete. So there we are, friends. It does bring us up to Thursday's report, Torch Report 437. The new digital army is coming for you. The new digital army is coming for you. Zoiks, what are you talking about, Luke? Now, <laughs> I'm glad you're asked because uh, in the report, I wanted to put a face to the name. Uh, I, you know, when you hear new digital army, I wanted there to be a mental image. And, well, I mean, it's not like, you know, computer hackers sitting, you know, in a little hoodie behind, like pecking at a keyboard. That's not what the new digital army looks like. And so I was looking for a, a, a picture, of a face to put with the new digital army name. And the United Nations website did not disappoint. <laughs> if you want to see the face of this new digital army, you could go to the UN website or you can just go to the torchreport.com. Go to the torchreport.com and click on Torch Report 437. But for those of you who are here in the astute listening audience of the Torch Report Weekend Review, I want to paint a vivid mental image for you. Now, as long as you're not driving, you might close your eyes and try to imagine the face of this new digital army, as seen on the United Nations website. It comes straight from the Democratic Republic of the Congo, the face of this new digital army. Okay. Now, I want you to try to imagine a young 15-year-old twit from the Congo holding the future, your future, in the palm of her hot little hands. Imagine she's got a butch cut and bleached blonde hair, straight from the Congo, this twit. She's got long, hideous stick-on nails and big hoopy earrings, and she holds the keys to your future in the palm of her hands. Hmm. Now, of course... It's just a cell phone that she's looking at. So you look at the picture, you think, well, she's just a teenager looking at a cell phone with something we see every day, right? But, it, but now this cell phone is a tool. Now this technology is a weapon of war. Because you see, my friends, this 15-year-old twit from the Congo. Her name is Miss Blessing Kasasi. And in, she, she's a budding young woman's activist. She's a children's rights activist. And now she has the full weight of the United Nations behind her. Now she's been proudly trained and she's being deployed in the globalists' new digital army. And of course, she's not alone, right? There's there's billions of indoctrinated youth out there. Now, as it came to pass, as I was reading through the UN website about this Miss Blessing Kasazi and the, the new digital army, she got recruited 
in what they were kind of dubbing a first-of-its-kind festival to fight disinformation. A festival to fight disinformation. At this festival, the UN rounded up a bunch of vulnerable youths. They exploited them. (laughs) They trained them to fight back against falsehoods that can trigger tension. They trained them to be on the lookout for anything that might lead to violence and even death. And they taught them how to identify disinformation and hate speech. You see, the UN trained these poor youths to to look for all of these triggers because these triggers and these tensions, they threaten security and they threaten stability and they threaten progress and they threaten democracy and they even threaten the UN Sustainable Development because, oh my gosh, you know, what I want to point out here is that all of these poor, young, exploited youths like Miss Blessing Kasazi, this woke twit from the Congo, they are the commie cabal's red army. The global cabal. The commie global cabal. This is their red army. These are heavily indoctrinated children. And they're very, very willing to sacrifice you and I in the name of the greater good. But they've, they've now been equipped with weaponized AI to defend democracy against deadly disinformation. That's a direct quote. Okay, how do you defend democracy against deadly disinformation? Well, I mean, all you got to do is, is go to the uh, UN's festival to fight disinformation and get this weaponized AI in the palm of your hand and you too can help fight against deadly disinformation. That's how it's being sold. The UN actually says it this way. They say... And I quote, this is a war that is going on through social media, through the radio and traditional news outlets. Fighting deadly disinformation has been a painful curve to learn on this new battlefield. But the mission has now become proactive on social media and other media platforms to help stop its spread. Period. End quote. Did you catch that? My friends, this war is going on through the media, the radio, traditional news outlets. They're fighting deadly disinformation. Oh my gosh, it's deadly disinformation. It's been a painful learning curve, but now they got this weaponized AI all mastered. Now they're taking the mission to become proactive. Now they're going on the offense. You see, these commie tyrants are going on the offense to fight back against disinformation. And how are they doing this? Well. These UN peacekeepers are putting the most powerful tools in the world, weaponized artificial intelligence, they say they're putting it in the hands of civilians of all ages, including 15-year-old Blessing Kasazi of the, of the Democratic Republic of Congo. And so now this 15-year-old twit from the Congo can systematically seek and destroy hate speech and fake news, and that way she can keep you and me and everyone safe from the deadly disinformation. It's just sick! <laughs> I tell you what, it's sick! Uh, but, <laughs> oh, friends, of course, uh, you know, we talked a lot more than, about a lot more than just Miss Kasazi in, uh, in Torchport 437. But more specifically, uh, I, I did dive in in that report into the bricks, right? In the midst of all this chaos and all the political circus and smoke and mirrors and the charades, in the midst of all of that, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, the BRIC nations, have extended their network. And now their network includes Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates and Egypt and Ethiopia, Argentina, Iran, and a dozen other countries. None of them that like us very much, I might add. And of course, uh, that means there's blood in the water here. We're talking about uh, a toppling of the Western regime because these co- uh, countries, they have, uh, well, you know, you think about um, India and China, they each have over a billion people just in their countries alone. And they're, they're, they're on the ascent here. They're, they're climbing the peak, toward the peak. And Meanwhile, you know, the United States is about to go the way of Rome, thanks to the the fundamental corruption, the fundamental transformation of society from Barack Hussein Obama in his third term in office. Never mind that. Friends, this new global alliance between Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Ethiopia, Argentina, Iran, and others, you know, this 
alliance all but guarantees the certain destruction of the dollar, the certain displacement of U.S. dominance in the world. And I'd say that since the, uh, the Chinese Communist Party is now the role model for the world and they're leading the BRIC nations here, I think it's probably safe to assume that all of this has happened with the full backing of the global cabal. And there's really no doubt in my mind that the UN's new digital army is going to help facilitate this transition to commie control. Friends, don't underestimate what an army of well-trained twits can do when they've got the power of weaponized AI in the palm of their hands. And don't underestimate the willingness of the global elites to leverage and exploit these poor, poor, impressionable youth to achieve their despicable plot. And on that note, hey, by the way, uh, did you hear about the Wagner boss, uh, a.k.a. Putin's butcher? I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. Prezorgian or whatever, something like that. Okay, the Wagner boss, he died in a plane crash. Did you hear about that? Because that happened about the same time that the U.S. sold some 100 Apache attack helicopters to Warsaw. So now we've got some attack helicopters parked on Putin's back porch. We just, uh, you know, Putin's butcher, Putin's right-hand man just got taken down. And, you know, simultaneously we've flown a flock of Ukrainians over to Texas and trained them to train them up on how to fly F-16s. And, and all of that to say, keep your eyes on World War III. Okay, we're not going to spend much time on it here, but just, just uh, it sure looks to me like there are some people in the world who really want this war to escalate. And that does bring us to Friday's report. Friday's report was Torch Report 438, looking beyond the political circus. Now, it's the, uh, the, <laughs> the mugshot scene around the world, right? Let me ask you this. We're going to come back to Donald Trump's mugshot here for just a second. When, when you look at Donald Trump's mugshot, what do you see? Speaking of political circus, you know, do, do you see a scowl? Do you see a death stare? These are some of the words they use in headlines this week. Do you see a criminal? A lot of people see a criminal. Perhaps you see a victim. A lot of people see a victim of an unjust, unjust and corrupt political system. Regardless of what you see, you know, I want to share there are two things that stand out to me. The first thing I see is the political circus. This is very much just a distraction from all of these other things that are happening. But the second thing that I see when I see a mugshot of Donald Trump is I see election interference. In all reality, this is absolutely outrageous to, to indict and take a mugshot of the top presidential contender, a former U.S. president. This is despicable. Again, it's absolutely outrageous. But again, it's not the only thing that's happening right now. So uh, we can't just let Donald Trump's indictment and the mugshot just suck all of the air out of the room. You know, we've got rhinos, Republicans in name only, on Capitol Hill right now, warmongers, talking about unilateral military action in Mexico. Did you know that the rhinos were talking about unilateral military action in Mexico? Military action in Mexico. Okay? No. A lot of people don't know that. Why? Because Donald Trump just got indicted. Look at his mugshot. Okay, we've got radical environmentalists sparking wildfires all around the world, not making that up. Okay, we've got investigators in Maui claiming that the utility companies are actually tampering and remove tampering with and removing evidence, and that government officials over there are trying to create a media blackout. They're preventing local reporters from being on scene and sharing footage of the devastation. This is all happening, but Donald Trump's got a mugshot. Okay. Again, none of this is speculation, by the way. All the stuff about Maui and all the stuff about um, wildfires being intentionally started by radical environmentalists, there's links to all of that and more at thetorchreport.com. Check out Torch Report 438 if you want to see the links on that. Now, of course, this stuff is important, right? It's, it's not trivial. It's, it, th these things matter, but none of this is the most important thing. And... I think in the interest of time here, I want to go ahead and turn our attention back to the much bigger picture. In particular, 
I want to kind of try to cast a vision here for where all of this is headed. How does this all come together? How does this play out? I mean, if I had a looking glass, I'd love to let you know. I don't really know, so pure speculation. But with, with so many moving parts, with so much insanity... With so much lawlessness, lawlessness abounds, so much corruption, so much media manipulation, it can be very easy to start feeling a little overwhelmed, right? That's why I started the week, don't forget to breathe. I see people starting to check out, it's a lot, but don't forget to breathe, okay? We need to take deep breaths, and we need to remember at all times to frame our perspectives within the fact that life is still good. No matter what, Life is still good. No matter how, how dismal things appear, no matter how uh, mm, daunting the odds may seem, life is still good. And as long as we're alive, it's good to be alive. And as long as we're alive with every breath and heartbeat in us, we can fight to our last dying breath to defend the republic and life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness for future generations. It's good to be alive. And we must maintain that perspective. Yes, it is true that perhaps for the first time in history, the communists and the fascists have teamed up. You know what? They've teamed up and they're partnering with the big banks and with big pharma and with big tech and big gov. And they formed this unholy alliance, these commies and these fascists and these banks and these big pharma, big tech. B- <laughs> anyway, they, this unholy alliance is dead set on crushing the rebels for good. Right? They're just going to do away with dissenting opinion once and for all. They're going to use weaponized AI to facilitate censorship. That means if uh, you don't agree with the state, you don't really have a say anymore. And that means what we don't really get to choose the outcome of our elections anymore. Okay, That's what they're working on right now. They're going to crush the rebellion for good. They aim to domesticate the masses and to train people to accept enslavement. We've talked about this. It's the subconscious taming of humanity. They're forcing citizens everywhere to submit to the whims of the completely dystopian, inescapable socialist surveillance state. It is happening right now. That's what we're up against. But the truth is, you know, the truth is, no matter how daunting, again, don't lose sight of the fact life is good. The truth is, That despite the invisible hand of the global cabal orchestrating chaos and threatening us all, we already have everything that we need to win this war. We are at war. And we already have everything we need to win this war. All the resources that we need to cast off the shackles, to run the tyrants out of town, to reclaim the reins of representative government. All of these resources come from within. We need courage. We need wisdom. We need strength. We need intelligence, strategies, and discipline and fortitude, friends. The road ahead is not for the weak of heart, but all of these things come from within. There have always been a few crazy sociopaths out there who want to rule the world. Hitler comes to mind. Mussolini, okay? Mao, pick your tyrant. They've always been there, and there's always, always have been... Really, there have been enough useful idiots for them to exploit, right? So a crazy sociopath trying to take over the world, that's one thing. But they got to have somebody to kind of, you know, go along with it. So there's always enough useful idiots. They may as well give it a try, right? That's where we're at right now. But, and they're using, you know, the, the state indoctrination system, the corruption of education, to turn more promising, budding young minds into useful idiots, just to kind of connect the dots there. But despite all of that, The other side of it is that there have always been a remnant strain of rebels who insist on living free. That would be you. That would be me. You know, there have always been warriors who are willing to fight the odds to protect this right to be free as opposed to living like slaves to the state. The warriors have always been willing to match force with force. And those who are willing to match force with force change the course of history. They are the ones who will restore balance to power. They are the ones who will bring justice back to the land. But, my friends, that is a conversation we will have to save for another day. Right now, what we need is we need to help people see that it's not what it seems. There is a small group of powerful people trying to enslave humanity in an inescapable 
digital surveillance state. So it seems like it's Democrats versus Republicans, but it's really us versus them is really the common folk against the ruling class elite. And I don't care if you think that sounds crazy. It is crazy, but it's true. The communists and the fascists are working together in their public-private partnerships. It sounds crazy, but it's true. They are working feverishly to fully institute centralized top-down control at the global level. Again, that's textbook communism. They're also shuffling money into their myriad NGOs and public-private partnerships. That's, that's how all the big boys team up and dominate the peasants. This is textbook fascism. Matter of fact, uh, in Friday's report, I linked to a press release. It was talking about the White House's given Google, Microsoft, and OpenAI. They're giving them $20 million in prizes for partnering up with DARPA, which is the Defense Advanced Research pr- people. They're, uh, they're, they're partnering up to make sure that AI is safe and secure. Our AI is safe and secure. AI is safe and secure. Say it three times, you know. I'm not sure why these billion-dollar companies need millions more of taxpayer dollars since they're scraping and selling our data anyway, and I'm not sure what I think about these woke corporations collaborating with the Defense Department to keep us all safe, but regardless, it's all all fascism, so don't be afraid to call it out. Don't be afraid to say it with me, please. Commies are taking over the world, and they're partnered up with the fascists to do it. So, by the way, um, when they claim that they're working on keeping AI safe and secure, all of this leads to digital inclusivity. We did talk about this uh, briefly in Friday's report. Uh, digital inclusivity, to be inclusive in the digital world, it's, it's just a code word for digital surveillance. So under the guise of not leaving anyone behind in the digital age, which you're going to hear a lot about that, these shysters are rolling out. Super intelligent CCTV, closed circuit television, smart cameras all around the world. I bet they talk to the smart meter on your house too. How about that? Anyway, links to all of that and we're more uh, at the top of the page at Torch Report, at thetorchreport.com. That's where we're headed, friends. The inescapable surveillance state. And it's coming fast. And... Don't forget that darling face of Miss Blessing Kasazi, that 15-year-old twit from the Congo, because she and her digital army are behind the scenes pushing the buttons as we speak. Friends, it all feeds the system of control. It strengthens the Kami cabal. It threatens the future of us all in ways big and small, but, 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 but life is still good. And if you don't believe me, just step outside and soak up some sun. Friends, it's another gorgeous summer day here in the beautiful Columbia River Gorge, and I'm just grateful to be right here right now. I'm living in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Friends, thank you for tuning in for this 34th edition of the Torch Report Weekend Review. If you have any questions or comments, please don't hesitate to shoot me an email to luke at thetorchreport.com. And with that said, friends, get out there and embrace the rest of this beautiful, sensational Sunday afternoon. And until next time, be brave. Live free and stay wise. Well, friends, that's a wrap. This Torch Report Weekend Review was brought to you by the incredible crew at KLCK and GorgeNewsCenter.com. Check out the GorgeNewsCenter.com for all the talk of Click Attack County. And don't forget to tune in again next week, Sunday, 1 o'clock, for another Torch Report Weekend Review.